And I'm like, there's not going to be a little but don't even bother. And fuck was I wrong. Episode 6, where we're going to be talking about a variety of things, including Season 3 of Daredevil and a lot of other TV stuff. I'm here with Ariel Ortiz from Nerd Incorporated. Hello. How's it going? So, right off the bat, it is a little bit of sad, well, a uh, little Sondra. tragic news, yeah. yeah. Stan Lee's uh, died at 95, legendary Marvel writer, creator, executive, cameo maker, uh, has passed away. In, uh, in Marvel and DC. Yeah. And a bunch of other things, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Cameo King. Exactly. Starting back with, uh... I remember even seeing him on the animated Spider-Man show in the 90s, where Spider-Man went to go see the actual Stanley. You know, he was a legend in the industry, and Excelsior, as they as he would say. It's definitely, like, he's one of the most important people in, in pop culture, entertainment... Mm-hmm you know, storytelling history, and I, it's going to be, it's, you know, at least he did live a full life, and I know that's been thrown out a lot, like, the mm-hmm. fullness of his life, but yeah, it was yeah. a full life, and yeah. it is really sad that he did pass away, but... But he was 95, least, so... And he yeah. saw, he's, he's you know, you, you never get at that lucky, or hardly ever get that lucky to see, like, your legacy, like, live to yeah. be something so much bigger. Yeah, and he obviously, mm-hmm. like, loved it all. Like, people would come up to him and tell him how much they loved Spider-Man, and he was just like, well, that's great. I love it. Come tell me more about the Spider-Man. I love him. So, yeah, yeah he was he was a fun guy. Yeah. He did shoot his um, cameo in Avengers 4, which is going to be his last it's, cameo. It's going to be very bittersweet. Yeah. I don't... I don't I doubt that it is actually going to be his last, like, it's physical cameo, mm-hmm. for sure. It's, it will be his last physical cameo, but I think he will be in cameo form yeah. in some way or somehow, like, in any kind of instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this great meme, and it was like, Marvel needs to, now that they have the rights to Deadpool, just have him take over the role of cameoing in all the movies, <laughs> and having him have the mustache and, like, the glasses. That oh, that would be so <laughs> nice. Ryan Reynolds would appreciate and, like, you very much like you know like respect that yeah role, that yeah. position yeah. <laughs> so the closest I've ever gotten to Stanley was at Comic Con. He mm-hmm. was literally like rushed through an aisle and like you could just see, see the top of his head and uh-huh. you could see the top of his glasses and even with that you knew like like oh my gosh that's yeah. Stanley you know that's all it was like I was like Stanley I love you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Adopt me as your granddaughter. <laughs> Like, the guy is a legend, yeah. no question. Yeah. Um, and he's really, really shaped modern comic books and even more modern Marvel movies indirectly. So, yeah, we gotta pour one out for Stan. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, one other thing we want to talk about at the beginning of the show before we get really started is I've had talked about Venom on this show before. It came out. It's definitely not in the MCU. There's absolutely nothing that would link it to the MCU. There's actually some things that would suggests that it's definitely not in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see it. It was it was it was what it was and yeah. I think that like going in not expecting too much was actually made it better for me. I mm-hmm. really really loved the dynamic uh, between Venom and and um, Yeah, that was the best part. That was definitely the best part. Like, yeah. 
Tom Hardy was great. Like, a lot of the performances, it was a weird movie. Like, it wasn't a good movie, but it was a weird and enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say that I was like, oh, this was particularly good for, like, whatever reason, but it's, I still had a fun watching it because it was mm-hmm. so weird. Yeah. It was definitely, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was definitely a fun watch. Yeah. I kind of would, wouldn't mind, especially with Woody Harrelson, even though he has... McDonald's hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah, he had the exactly like he it's had like Sajno like, It was like Ronald like, McDonald yeah. hair. Even though um he had that hair, I want I that's like that's like the perfect person He's to play. He's the perfect play. person to play and like, Cassidy. Yeah, once they like leaked on IMDb like, oh he's in the movie but they didn't have a yeah, name for him. Yeah. Even till yeah, like I was like, the, okay, he's probably the, he is that yeah. So I'm I am. I like I wouldn't mind another one. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be better. Like I, it's I really just, want to see Venom in the MCU, but also like I wouldn't mind seeing no, these. I think it's I think it's really good separate. It's a good I feel like they have a chance of like just having their own separate thing. Like, you know, like there is still the possibility of like Deadpool not becoming part of the MCU yeah. officially. So like and I would hope that because yeah, it's just kinda like a different thing and I think that Marvel might play it. Not safe, but I think it would be smart just to, like, especially with Deadpool, not to mess with something that's already is. Yeah. I just yeah. love Venom as a foil for Spider-Man, and I'm, I'm a little bit sad that we might not be getting to see that, because he's such a good Spider-Man villain. Yeah. But there's one point in the movie, and this is how you know it's not an MCU movie, is because, like, somebody says, like, oh, it's an alien, Eddie Brock, and he's, like, an alien, like, E.T., and he kind of makes fun of him. Okay, if this was the MCU, there's been, like, Thor and the Chitauri since, like, yeah, the Battle of, of New York and all that. Yeah, yeah like everyone no. in the world knows what an alien is in the MCU. People aren't going to be like, what? Like, yeah. E.T.? One of them aliens I've yeah. seen on the television? No, I think at this point, if they try to com- combine it with the MCU, I think Tom Hardy might just walk. He's just like, <laughs> he's just, ah, no. <laughs> I mean, he picked up the role just because he thought it was, a. he never had read a Venom. He, of course, afterwards, I think he did, like, mm. dive into Venom and stuff like that. But, yeah, I feel like... He wouldn't want it, so I don't. I don't think anybody would want it. So I don't know if it's gonna happen. Yeah. But I think there's definitely gonna be a second movie. Yeah, yeah. It did, At least it did one really movie. well um, at the box office. Yeah, Not as well was, critically, but yeah. I mean, like even though Sony doesn't care about that. No, it got it got a lot of views because I know this because we went the Sunday it came out, mm-hmm. and even and we got there like um. Ten minutes till the movie came up, and mm. we ended up sitting right in the front. Yeah, because yeah. it was just a packed house. Yeah, so yeah. Anyway, back into the actual MCU now. So, first thing we're gonna be talking about is season three of Daredevil, which, holy shit! The one of the best. That, that was, was definitely. It it goes now for me. Daredevil season three, and then Iron Fist season two, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Iris, which we'll touch on in a couple ways in a second, I really, really loved this season of Daredevil. I would agree, probably my favorite season of any of the Netflix shows. Probably my favorite season of any uh, I Marvel think any show. Marvel show. It's actually. actually better than I think a lot of Marvel movies. Not to knock the Marvel movies, but it was just really, really fucking good. It was a really kind of interesting look into Catholicism and religion in ways mm-hmm. that other there's no other shows or marvel superhero things that really do that the closest thing that does it is maybe cloak and dagger which kind of touches on religion in a little bit but like it's it's not really a theme yeah it's it's just kind of there as a backdrop whereas here like his that's what's great about daredevil is catholicism drives him 
Well, yeah, like for me, being at a level of Catholicism as I feel like Matt Murdock mm-hmm. is, so kind of like, you know, like I am practicing, but, you know, not like intense kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I very felt like it respected both sides and it actually mm-hmm. brought up like, yeah, like a really good debate that like from experience from talking to Catholics from all aspects that like is a common debate within ourselves you know God doesn't really care what the The hell is it going on yeah book of Job oh my gosh yeah that's our that's our that's our commandment is the (laughs) book of Job basically (laughs) but I felt like it respected it and dealt with it and like you know I asked the questions and like that's how I feel about Catholicism it's like you can have sins and you don't have to like be so much like yeah in it and stuff so I felt like it was my level of Catholicism yeah. so I was like yes yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like <laughs> it's great as cru- like his whole like crusade and his whole moral code is driven by his religion which is something you don't see ever in con- like he doesn't mm-hmm. kill not because he's Batman and it's just like he's like I don't kill because of Martha he doesn't kill because he believes it's like wrong and like the you know eyes of God or whatever and like he has this kind of whole moral code that's been shaped by his Catholicism and he has to deal with being super violent and how that reacts to it. and really really interesting all that stuff and kind of how he has the crisis of faith at the beginning and spoilers by the way you find out that his mom is a nun that and was like one of the uh, that best moments yeah. because I'm like why. You know, uh, like I, I know as a like a as an audience member, I was like, oh my god, it's, he's gonna hear that, he's gonna yeah, hear yeah. that, he's gonna hear that and stuff. And I, of course, knew from the beginning that that was his mom mm-hmm. because if you know, like the background and the yeah. and the stories and stuff and like his that. His mom, mother Maggie, yeah, like sister Maggie, yeah, sister yeah. Maggie, and all that. Um, but I did not know that he, she basically raised him, and so that's like was yeah. like a whole thing that yeah. was like, oh, that's like kind yeah. of crazy yeah because after like yeah you have that like, flashback to the dad like he's like call like when he knows he's gonna die after the fight he calls he's like you know he's talking to mom he's like can you take him for a little while then you know matt ends up with the orphanage the yeah. yeah yeah and so like it's just, it was i felt like that was an amazing relationship mm-hmm. and especially on her part of and that she did the whole backstory that that short like i think it was even just like five minutes of showing that flashback yeah and stuff that was like so impactful mm-hmm. it really was yeah and we like, could it, see her young and the dad and everything yeah and just you understood how just from that how deeply sorry she was mm-hmm. and how much she really did care for matt mm-hmm. and not yeah. only her but um i can't remember his name but father the father yeah, yeah the priest um he like oh my god all the stuff with him like he's always been one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. but the stuff with him this season like how he was basically more than just a mentor but like a second father for matt after his dad died they have all that stuff where he feels guilty because he didn't tell matt about maggie being his mom and he because he feels like it was in his place and then he basically you know sacrifices himself. he's like a very christ-like figure he ends up sacrificing himself for karen i just um, remember i'm just remembering yeah all these good moments because that <laughs> moment when when matt finds out and he goes to the pool hall where mm. the priest is, is hustling money yeah. which is like yeah that's and the guy's like, like you're a priest no, that's the whole point of, like, that's <laughs> what so people good. don't understand is that a lot of priests are like that, that <laughs> where they, like, hustle people, yeah. like, they'll, like, drink it with their patrons yeah. and stuff like that, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I'm just a person, like, <laughs> yeah. basically, yeah. and that's what, that was, like, an awesome moment, too, but, yeah, no, when he, like, calls out the father and, like, I can't remember the freaking line, but, yeah, he basically, like, mm-hmm. he's, like, you, you're, you know, you're... Not a disgrace, but, like, you're a hypocrite yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And the way he said it, I'm like, oh, my God. 
It was, so. yeah, like, the whole season was so, it was just, like, an interesting, like, theological discussion, yeah. which is, like, the most you ever get, like, of that mm-hmm. is when Captain America mentions that he believes in God, and that's, like, it, mm-hmm. like, there's no mention of religion almost yeah. anywhere else in the MCU. On that side, yeah, and, like, um, well, we're focusing right now just on the mat and the, and yeah. the church and, the, and the, those involved with it part right now, but, yeah, it's just, it was a really good yeah. aspect from that, and, uh, I can't, like, yeah. It was so good. I found found it very interesting. He believed and left his family, essentially, with who's Foggy and Karen, Mm -hmm. and then came to, essentially, he finds out is his real family or his family, that like adopted family and his real mother and stuff like that. So I found like that was really good story. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So going on to his relationships with Foggy and Karen and all their story, I felt like... Overall, this whole... Because, like, you know, in season two, like, we got so pissed off in Matt. Yeah. And it kind of, like... It started off that way in this season, but it kind of, like... Now, at the at, by the end of it, you're like, Matt's back! Yeah, no, like, it's so. the first, like, season where Daredevil has ended up in, like, in a good place. Like, he... Like, season one, he, like, got in that fight with Foggy, and, like, shit's real. And then season two ends up with, like, him confessing to Karen right. and him being all depressed. Defenders ends up with him dead, pretty much. And then this season, like, it's the first time, like, it's, he started out, like, fucking suit in the, in the shit, and then he ended up, like, eventually, like, he, you know, got his, he didn't get abandoned for once, you know? Because yeah. how he got abandoned by Stick and Electra and, you know, his mom, and then his dad, kind of when he died, and this is the first time the people stuck by him when he mm-hmm. was being an asshole. Karen and Flagg are like, we're your family, we're gonna stick by you. That was really, really a good ending, and I was... I was like, okay, you could end Daredevil here. Like, I hope they don't. They don't you know, they, we'll, we'll be talking about that. But. So, like, his relationship with Foggy and Karen, I felt like, yeah, now it's like all mended and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now you get get the Electra out of it, which yeah. I cannot. I do. I I have loved Electra, like you know, in the comics and mm-hmm. in the past, like iterations and stuff like that. But my gosh, did I hate the Electra in really? this Daredevil? I love like, this not, Electra. Like you know, you I loved it like, as in like as a yeah, yeah. But I she was just destructive and yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah. See, like, I think that's why I like like the. I felt like she was really just kind of like in chaos embodied and just kind of like yeah, yeah Matt whatever we're gonna do this yeah. you know and I felt like she was a good foil for Matt um, yeah that's definitely but yeah. so yeah so like once you get rid of that then Matt comes back to his senses mm-hmm. and like you know re-establishing his relationships and I felt yeah. like I was like thank goodness cause yeah like they're just they're they are like they're the three peas in a pod kind mm-hmm. of thing and so Nelson, Murdoch, and Paige like, yeah. yeah oh yeah that was like what I hope because it's so good I want that I want that yeah. like them being lawyers again together and then Karen being their investigator yeah and yeah. stuff yeah that would be really cool mm-hmm. I felt like Foggy grew. Foggy's been growing so much mm-hmm. over the course. And like he you know, finally has not a, he finally has a good haircut. Yeah. Well, he got in Defenders. <laughs> Did he? Right? Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. Or at the end of Daredevil season two because yeah. he had to get it after he he joined um, oh, okay. Ho- Hogarth. Oh okay. firm. Yeah, but um, I felt like um, it's it, for any of the characters since the beginning of the show started. I feel like Foggy has grown like the most. You know. Because yeah. he's just like, gone, gone from this, like, kind of, like, timid, like, nervous mm-hmm. lawyer to, like, basically almost winning. He would have won the yeah. the DA yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and rallying up, like, a whole city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. And, um, 
Speaking of characters, this season introduces one new character, a few new characters, but one in particular, Bill Poindexter, and they don't say it, call him this, but AKA Bullseye. Kind of, it's an origin story for Bullseye it this was, season. I, he's like one of the best villains I've ever he seen. He was yeah. so good. It's, like all the stuff with him and Fisk, and I love the little the sound design where he was going crazy and would kind of give that like, like, like almost like feedback sound. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and you knew he was crazy. That was some amazing sound design. It's just like from his background too. Like you, it's oh. From the beginning, he's yeah. a psychopath. Yeah, like, it was a, such a good villain origin story. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, it's, and then it being told by Fitz, basically in Fisk's apartment at mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Fitz walking around, which is kind of weird. Fisk is just a weird character. Fisk we'll is go so on weird, to but that. I love him. From the beginning, yeah. He's just, as, from a kid, he was a psychopath. Yeah. And, like, baseball and killed his coach. Yeah, yeah he yeah. threw the baseball and he killed also, his yeah, coach. Killed his and I don't, kid. him using his, like, I, I, would, would you call it abilities or just his talent? Yeah, basically. his talent. He's not his like talent. supernatural, but he's like on it a was, level where yeah. he can just fuck people up with. It, he's like, he was throwing like a pen or a fork or something. He, oh my gosh. It would, but it felt and it looked so natural mm-hmm. and it was just, it made sense. Yeah. Like from like a physics standpoint, it does kind of like make sense how yeah. he's doing all this yeah. stuff and it just. With the ease that it showed him doing it, yeah. made him more intimidating. Yeah. And... He was, like, so dangerous whenever he was in the room with whatever. And, like, all that stuff with that girl that he was, like, stalking was just so creepy and good. And then when Fisk kills him and he shows up at the end and he's like, yeah, we're here to go see Fisk. And he's just, like, a fucking popsicle. Yeah. Oh, my... And, but, like, yeah, he, you felt like... You, that first time you see him in the Daredevil suit, you're just like, holy shit, this is for real. And then anytime he would show up, you were like... Matt's in like real danger now. It was like a really tense scene yeah. whenever he was there, mm-hmm. but definitely one of the best origins I've seen in a long time. It was mm-hmm. Really cool to see him kind of introduced. Nadine was another really good character that he got this um, season. Nadine, you felt bad for Nadine from the beginning. Yeah, like oh, oh my gosh, like yeah, like it start. His first scenes are with him. They're celebrating his his sister's end of chemo. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it just goes from there. He's like. Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. remember. If any, going back to that, like if anything, he does embody Job. Yeah, in, yeah. In a way, well, his yeah, his story arc was really like long and played out over the season. It was kind of like rise and fall and everything. But um, he, yeah, if you want to go back to the religious aspect, mm-hmm. he is Job because he's he doesn't ask ask, but like he accepts when it's not given to him mm-hmm. and he suffers he suffers he yeah. suffers but he still believes and mm-hmm. stuff that yeah so yeah and kind of on the same that. vein about like religion and everything i was just watching this video i think it was by wisecrack and they were talking about how daredevil's philosophy about he doesn't kill because of religion and that he believes that anyone can kind of be redeemed he keeps like opening like even someone as bad as fists can come back and be redeem themselves and that you know, never ends up happening. Mm-hmm. He tells that everybody, nobody ever redeems himself. He always thinks, well, this guy person's doing some bad stuff, but they can come around and do good. Nadim embodies that. Nadim mm-hmm. is a guy who, like, he sells everybody out. He does bad things. He, do, you know, he does them because he's pressured, but he eventually, like, ends up sacrificing his life and comes back around to the good side, proving Matt Murdock's thing that he's been saying for all these years. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, Matt had taken him out when he just found out that he was a bad guy, or but he trusted him. He, like, was like, okay, I'm going to trust you. And it proved Matt Murdock's kind of philosophy that like, well, anybody tr- can be... He trusted Foggy to trust him. Yeah. Because he was around... Because like, he's been even telling from Foggy for that for years, yeah. Yeah, but even from the beginning, he was... A, from when they were, like, grilling him, 
mm-hmm. in the and talking to the the DA and stuff, he was about to like leave. Like Matt himself mm-hmm. was about to leave, but then Foggy told him, "No, trust me, trust me." And so yeah. yeah. So yeah, it proves his theory that anybody can kind of come back around, and he gave his own life to kind of mm-hmm. sacrifice so they could stop uh, Fisk. Mm-hmm. Right, and then going on to Karen, mm-hmm. who was like, yeah, I felt like that was a really crazy like yeah, you, I've been now you finally to find out understand that you've yeah. been waiting and waiting and then you have a full episode where yeah. it's just like the episode was just called Karen yeah you understand like where she's coming from now as mm-hmm. a, as a character at the beginning of the season you kind of saw that moment where she like went to her like her informant like, was trying to push through her door the informant was like what are you even doing here and she's like i need help you i need your help and yeah. stuff and so yeah you kind of understand like because she comes from like a time in her past where she like was stuck. She you know she thought that nothing was gonna change, nothing was ever gonna change, and now that she's gotten the opportunity to move on, in a, even though that opportunity came at a really great price of losing her brother, yeah. you understand now why she's always like, yeah. "Any this needs to be done yeah. now, 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 now." Yeah, need a move. We had all these hints like throughout the like going back to the first season about like something that had happened that was big because she talks about how. Her brother had died, and people thought it was her fault. Like, that's back in season one. And then when she kills Wesley, she implies that she's killed someone. Or she's not killed, but she's shot someone before. So you're like, okay, fuck, what is like that? And you get, when actually seeing all that stuff where she shoots her boyfriend, and then brother ends up, like, it was, like, that was intense. And then right mm-hmm. after that, you like, skip ahead, and that's when the, the priest gets killed by Bullseye. And, man, that, like, it's just so, like, such an emotional roller coaster that it, that's... Mm-hmm. And that's the really... Most of these Netflix shows, I've been feeling like, okay, they should be 10 episodes. Iron Fist Season 2 was 10 episodes. I felt it was really good pacing. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage felt they lagged a lot. Like, 13 was too much. This was perfect. There's nothing I would cut. Like, 13 episodes was exactly right because you got... You could have that stuff, the Karen backstory, and there was so much story to tell this season, and I'm really glad it was 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they, yeah, they should go based on, like, what they have and what they're they're expecting a right to make their number of episodes. Yeah. 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 Because, like, there were some, a lot of scenes, in, like, especially Luke Cage, where, and I guess Jessica Jones, too, where they were just, like, felt like, okay, we need to get to 13 episodes, but there was nothing like that here. It was mm-hmm. wall-to-wall, just great stuff. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to hopefully be the trend in, like, not just Netflix shows, but also, like, you know, TV shows, mm-hmm. like... You know the series, the series of shows that I'm very connected to, Arrow, Arrowverse mm-hmm. shows. They're actually cutting down, and all actually like Supernatural too. They like mm-hmm. cut and cut down their episodes like by two episodes. Yeah, it's hopefully will be a good yeah. pacing this yeah. year. So yeah, I feel like yeah, they should be. Yeah. Off well, of the, I mean, even like I'm thinking about like I think the best episode of Lost happened in season four, which was shortened because that was when the writer strike happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. So they only had a few episodes written, like. I think it abbreviated seasons yeah. help a lot, but this one was definitely one where mm-hmm. 13 was perfect. They had so much story to tell, mm-hmm. much more than the other three series, and it worked out really well. Well, before we move on, like, should we talk about the final character that we we have in Daredevil as Kingpin? Oh, even? yeah, Kingpin! Because he was not very present last season, was, but this season, holy shit, he was back. Did he get a tagline this year of, when I was a boy? Ray was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like it's so di- like that he knows who Matt Murdock is. Uh, Matt still won't kill him though. He still can't go against his code and kill him, even though he knows 
who Matt Murdock is. And his his now wife is just a mad woman. Like you think, oh, yeah, like she when sucks, she came back, this is the worst. When you, she, she's the whole reason why Kingpin is at one. He went to prison, and yeah. two, like he's gone crazy yeah. and like crazy Yeah. So she comes back. Once she does finally come back to New York, you're like. Okay, she's scared of him. Maybe, like, she's actually yeah. realizing, like, oh, he is a bad dude and stuff like that. And then, oh, no. Nope. It switches, yeah. like, yeah. I want to be involved in it and yeah. everything. And you're like, oh, my yep. gosh. She's just as bad as he she's is. She's just as crazy as him. And, yeah, yeah. that, yeah, going back to that, 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 one thing, like, he, he like, full-on Bane, Batman, um, oh, broke, 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 yeah. broke um, Poindex's back. back. Yeah, and then, yeah, just the whole scene where... Matt allows him to live, like just the pun- yeah. punching him, and yeah, yeah, it was just so good. Was, and then yeah, the introduction incredible. with the white, the white, the suit. white suit, yeah, the, throughout the whole yeah. season, though. I was like, that's the kingpin I know from mm-hmm. Spider Man in the nineties. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, definitely uh, staple, and like yeah. he was, he was, he was a just the good villain. Yeah. One other thing that was really great about the season, aside from all the emotions, was the action, mm-hmm. like. Oh, that they yeah. just like you, yeah. Okay, well, let's go on to that. Yeah, yeah like well, you think you think they're like, gonna okay, top the. I was like, they 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 shouldn't even bother doing a one take fight this season because they're not gonna top the last two seasons. Those were the best fights since the MCU ever, and I'm like, there's not gonna be able to top it. Don't even bother. And fuck, was I wrong? Holy shit! It was like ten minutes long. He's not even in his suit, so like it's probably mostly Charlie Cox, like. Just one take, and apparently they did it all in like one take. Like, there's no trick cuts or anything in that, and it's so well choreographed. That's impressive on a TV budget. That's amazing. Yeah, it was such it was one of the best scenes I've ever seen. That's one of the just... best fight scenes in anything I've ever yeah. seen. Movie, TV show, whatever. That was incredible. Like, if you don't, even if you don't watch Daryl, go watch that fight scene. Mm-hmm. Because holy fuck, it's a ten minute long one take hallway yeah. fight scene where he's just going all these different corridors having conversations with people yeah this oh group. my gosh yeah like even like yeah to pause and like have this conversation like because yeah he has a conversation with the guy that he's been trying to get to yeah. in the prison right in, in the middle yeah. of all this you fuck up once you mess up one line you have to do like seven minutes before yeah. that again yeah and then like and then yeah it's like okay all right, we believe, like take him out and then yeah. foop, foop, and yeah. then go keep it continue on and yeah. you're like yeah it's like it played out like a, a like an intense like last level of a video game yeah. like kind of thing and it like, all looked so good too like the, all the action was on point in that mm-hmm. fight the like, whole thing but that fight scene was so good mm-hmm. and it's like not just like a random fight scene that happens like that's a pivotal scene that's when Matt finds out all this information and when the kingpin finds out that's who Matt, Matt is Matt yeah. is yeah. Really, yeah. I guess, I, yeah. That's probably, I guess, where we'll leave it. Because what else can yeah. you say about Daredevil after that fight scene? Like, that just fucking says it all. Is mm-hmm. that scene? But next, we have to talk about. So on the same day that they announced, or that Daredevil season three came out, they announced that Luke Cage was getting canceled for no reason. And, and what, a week before week that, was... it was like week, exactly a week before that, what, they announced that Iron Fist was canceled. My my theories is that it had to have been some... Luke Cage, we kind of know, because it's like they were... Apparently, they were negotiating less episodes, yeah, like you said. And that Luke Cage's people were like, no, no, we're not going to do that. And mm-hmm. like all there's all this other stuff. I don't really believe that. Because, especially with Iron Fist getting canceled literally a week mm-hmm. after after it 
even came, season two came on Netflix, they don't didn't even allow like gauging of like people watching it and things like that. So yeah. I feel like that was definitely not because of like oh the ratings and stuff like that. Which Netflix prides itself of like not basing things on ratings and stuff like that. Apparently, I feel like. Hopefully, it means that something new is going to happen. I do feel like it's a disagreement with between yeah, the way Marvel they put and it, Netflix. They, it was like they like came out. And they're like, "Oh, the Iron Fist is, lives on and is immortal." So you're like, "Okay, are they still going to do something with it?" Yeah, and I feel like, especially with Marvel and and Disney streaming coming up and the rise of that, it mm-hmm. I need we need to check our dates. But like, when did they announce like the that oh yeah now we're going to be having yeah. our own Marvel streaming shows on this on our channel. They there's been like speculation about it for a while and like stuff has but been leaking out. But they officially they announced officially. the Loki. Yeah, they just and officially Scarlet announced. Witch. Well, they haven't announced Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. Um, that came out. Scarlet Witch and Loki kind of got. They came out. They were they're making those shows. The only one that Disney's confirmed though is Loki. Which yeah. Was, they when they announced it, they were like it's going to be called Disney Plus. It's we're coming out with the Mandalorian. We're coming out with Loki. Um, yeah. Is pretty much all they said. So I feel like it. We'll have to see. I'm. I am still surprised that like they haven't said anything about like Daredevil because like I was I was in wait a week after Daredevil came yeah. out. Of, I don't think they're gonna cancel like Daredevil that. and Jessica so, Jones because they're really popular. They're really yeah. really popular. Yeah, but, but I, the, the relationship between Disney and or Marvel within Disney and Netflix has definitely soured a lot. You can kind of tell. Like I think it's because big part of it's because of the streaming service. They're kind of, like, coming out with their own properties on that. Yeah, and, like, we were discussing off off here was that, like, we feel like, at least for Iron Fist, it is more of a possible integration into, like, the Marvel-ish world. Like, I mean, we're all in the MCU here, but it's more adaptable to, like, not, like, kind of family-friendly, but not too family-friendly. You know, it is a bit more adaptable to, like, that possible streaming service yeah. and stuff. Well, what I would really like to see is, and we've talked about this, is the, the Heroes the, for the Hire, for Hire show. Yeah. And while Jessica Jones and Daredevil are still very independent, kind of doing their own thing, there has been a lot of crossover between more than, much more than any other two mm-hmm. shows between Iron Fist and Luke Cage, which makes sense because, you know, in the comics, they're best friends. Yeah. Although, I think Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are married, so they should probably have some crossover, yeah. too. And they did for a while ago, but like having them spin off to their own show would be really cool. And then it would be really cool to see them spin off uh, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight into Daughters of the Dragon show, because they were both popping up on there. And the best episode of Luke Cage was the Iron Fist one, by yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I am kind of, just my personal opinion, I am kind of iffy about Luke Cage coming back. Mm-hmm. I feel like Iron Fist had a really solid... Second season, I mean, I don't understand. I've only read kind of, like, good reviews of mm-hmm. the second season. I have i don't know if it's a mixed bag, though. For Luke Cage? Yeah. No, for Iron Fist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Iron Fist, it got, um, I think it's still got kind of mixed reviews, but it actually has the record for biggest jump in Rotten yeah. Tomatoes score. Like, it went from, like, 12% to, like, a 55% or something like that. Yeah. That's, like, the biggest jump ever in Rotten Tomatoes TV. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. I feel like, uh, I don't know if they're going to do a Heroes Fire and then Daughters of, of the Dragon. I feel like they might do, like, kind of like, um, hopefully. I I'm hoping, hope. <laughs> no, but if they do come back, I do mm-hmm. hope that they do keep them separate, but I hope that they learn from 
DC TV in a way that they do these events. Yeah, yeah. That it's like two episodes cross crossover kind of thing yeah. with between Where two every, shows. All the shows. Yeah. yeah, I know that's kind of like harder. It would probably not make sense in a streaming service, but mm. it depends on how they're streaming. Yeah, if it's like going to be like how the new DC universes where it is released a week by week yeah, basis. Yeah, Hulu does that. Hulu does it too, yeah. yeah. So let's say Hulu. But so it's possible if they do it a week by week basis, it might be that way. Yeah. That they could possibly do that and make more like, you know, do yeah. um, be able to do that crossover and switch like, yeah. you know, well, cause I don't audiences. Think, yeah, I don't think Disney's done with you know, either of these characters. I think, you know, I, I'm really just pulling for that, that Heroes for Hire Disney yeah. Plus show. Yeah. Or maybe at even least, a Heroes for Hire Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah, it's at least that. Yeah, it, at least that. It's just weird that they just... they canceled Iron Fist when they were like they had a really bad season, the worst Netflix season, probably the second worst Marvel thing behind Inhumans. Then you have have that. It's it's. I actually didn't hate it as much as a lot of people, but then you have a vastly improved second season, and then you don't cancel it after the first season. You cancel it after the second season, after it got way better. I was a really big fan of. So we'll get into pretty soon here. Talking about Iron Fist season two, but it's. The timing of that was really weird. And then months after Luke Cage Season 2 came out, uh, on the day that Daredevil came out, they were like, okay, this is canceled now, too. Yeah. It was it was really weird. And yeah. oh God, I was all worried, like, oh, shit, is Daredevil and Jessica Jones yeah. going to be okay? It's still, gonna, it's still weird. I mean, we do still have, I think, Dare, uh, Defenders Season. Um, well, they haven't... No, they say, no. They say it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Um, I would love to see it happen, and I would love to see, like... I thought that they were kind of building Luke Cage up to almost be like a villain. That the way he yeah. basically ends his season as a villain. Yeah. I that would... so yeah, that's the only thing that's if they do do Heroes for Hire, it's gonna be they're gonna have to keep them separate within the episodes for at least a couple of episodes because yeah. their seasons ended so freaking yeah. drastically yeah. where they can't he, yeah. really like I mean they're not even come on the same together. continent like Danny's off yeah. in Asia with oh, Ward gosh, so get, with his magic well, well, yeah with that let's go on to <laughs> yeah yeah let's uh, so, go into so, a full yeah. discussion of Iron Fist season 2 so just to close things off hoping for the best I I probably won't come Soon, I think they're still going to try to craft exactly what they're going to be doing. I think once... If, I think it's taking a while. Either they're trying to deal with things or, you know, mm-hmm. deals or anything like that. Or they're setting it up for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, Iron Fist Season 2. I thought it was fucking great. It like, was I know you loved it really too. Yeah. Like, it was one of the better... Like, it was definitely um, the... Better than either Jessica Jones or Luke Cage season two. Probably better than a couple of those season ones actually. Really fucking good. I love I love Colleen. Like Colleen's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Seeing all the shit with her. The villain this season was much more personal. All the Davos Danny stuff. I like that it was compressed to ten episodes, mm-hmm. so that it didn't feel things were stretched out for time. Danny is a lot more likable. He's kind of a little punk ass in season one, but you see his he you know defenders is a little more likable. Luke Cage's cameo is pretty good. I, just, I actually was like, they did the impossible in Luke Cage season two, made Danny Rand more likable than Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and then he's actually really cool in this. Um, yeah. Still has kind of like some issues to get over, but it's more endearing and less of like, fuck this kid. The yeah. Iron Fist is a, as, as Stick said, the Iron Fist is a thundering dumbass. It's less of that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it definitely, I mean, we have to understand Finn Jones 
and jumped into the role of Iron Fist like weeks before yeah, filming. Yeah, he didn't have any time to learn. And so I feel like now that he's understand it, like mm-hmm. they, you know, he, is, I definitely feel is yeah. Danny Rand. And they've got a new showrunner who actually yeah. knows what he's doing, unlike Scott Buck, who also was the showrunner uh, for yeah. the Inhumans and the yeah. Daredevil or and the Dexter episode yeah. that ever, Dexter, which ended horribly. Uh, horribly. Yeah. yeah, but no, like definitely saw. The showrunner's like enthusiasm. He like Iron Fist was one of his is one of his mm-hmm. favorite characters. You have you had a really good new foundation built mm-hmm. for this, and yeah, I feel like it was it was one of my favorite um, seasons. Yeah, of Marvel TV, yeah. definitely. Like I said, second best behind Daredevil season three. And I feel like yeah, it just it made it personalized him. Uh, like personalized Danny Rand. I felt like once he lost the fist. That was the whole thing, and like him, t- like Colleen teaching him, and mm-hmm. like kind of like them both kind of like embracing their old facades. Like I mean, yeah. like you know, Danny focusing as being the student and learning and learning, and then Colleen as being the teacher. Yeah, I felt like that was a cool dynamic, and I yeah. really liked it. And I'm glad that like, yeah, I'm yeah. really. Like, I really I, I liked Mary Walker a lot. I thought she was oh, a really yeah. cool, interesting addition, and I liked how. She was, like, tied to Sokovia. Like, they kind of oh, tie huh. that back to mm-hmm. the wider MCU. I love it when they kind of do stuff like that. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. a lot of times the Netflix shows feel very, like, cut off from the rest of the MCU. But when they do stuff like that, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is all one big world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even in something, something, like, beating you over the head with it, it's a lot better than, like, when Jessica Jones is like, oh, here's a toy of Captain America. Like, like no, she was, like, in this battle on Sokovia. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a really interesting character. Alice E. was a great actress. I loved seeing her in this kind of, like, crazy like dual role where sometimes she's like this nervous kind of like sh- like and you know that was shy the, person and yeah. then she's like a cold bloody killer that was the most interesting thing where you thought like me i thought like oh the timid one is the dominant mm-hmm. one that's like you know kind of like but no yeah. the do- the timid one is the the alter ego and the dominant one yeah. is the one that's like yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. In- that's a, a put should be reverse fight club yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and i felt like it was, it was that, yeah, her character was definitely very interesting, and she integrated into all of the people that she met, like, very well, and I felt like her dynamic with each of them, like, with Ward, and even, like, Colleen. Oh, yeah, Even yeah. Colleen, like, you know, kind of thing. Colleen was so good this season. Yeah. Like, how she ends up with, like, the the white Iron Fist at the end. Like, that whole last episode where, like, oh, like the no, Iron Fist no. is, like, going back and forth. You've got, like, somebody, like, Davos has a red one. She has a white one. And then Danny, like, goes and get, oh, like, it was so, no, like, hype. That was one of the best reveals at the end. I was jumping up and down when he, when the reason why Danny, Danny left was because, oh, you are the rightful heir to yeah. Iron yeah, Fist. Like, and oh, you're yeah. like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, the Iron Fist basically got stolen from her pirate great-great-grandma. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, okay, yeah, Danny's just some white dude. He doesn't deserve his no, mystical power. No, but that, that means that the, I, the monks, I, I know the the monks, monks it, stole it. I, I know yeah. the monks did it, but it's kind of like, you yeah. know, like almost, I don't know, metaphorical, I guess would not be the right word. But yeah, he's just some white dude who ended up with this ancient power. His Asian girlfriend is probably the one who deserves this thing, you know? But just the fact that, like, it ended up being with the rightful owner. And, like, and then that, too, like, you know, he, even though Colleen, at the end, like, she does essentially break up with him. Mm -hmm. But not real. I don't know. How would you describe them? Like, they they just uh, are taking a 
break the conscious she... uncoupling i guess Con- is that oh, how gwen faltrow put that... it when she broke up with coldplay oh yeah well i don't know because like i yeah yeah i don't know if i wasn't understanding yeah. exactly why she was They're, doing that yeah but, but just the fact that even after that they kind of gotta go do their own thing yeah you know, but the even best way, I think. yeah but even after that is doing this essentially for her yeah to yeah. learn more he's doing it for himself and that he's learning more mm-hmm. of the mythos of something that he cares deeply about yeah. but it's more about he's finding out what yeah. she's think, uh, what her history yeah. is about and, and how she can kind of like use it to on a weapon you know i think is really cool and then mm-hmm. you see that he's got the guns which he, you know he got i think there's another like he i think he says orson randall or something that's who was a previous iron fist who had the guns oh so yeah that's something that i <laughs> it doesn't matter hopefully it'll matter yeah. but they yeah. hopefully it'll come back uh, like yeah i want to know yeah is it that he got a new iron fist and then now he mm-hmm. could do basically the same thing or is it just, the guns, or is it just the, yeah. the guns yeah so that'll be interesting to see you know when like awards just like yeah just a, oh I'll, that was so good like, i was so worried though. he's like oh yeah i'm just gonna go water like good yes good. It's, been, on the way. it's been a year or two years they said a year. I think so, yeah. A year, yeah, yeah. 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 That's why it's like, oh. yeah. And then now it's like, I want to know what they've been doing and stuff, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they all seem, not war-torn, but like, yeah, haggard. Yeah, they're like, just kind of like, oh, we've just been kicking around in Asia looking for all these crazy visits. Yeah. I'm just like, Colleen's back in New York being the new protector of New York, and it was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, there was a couple, like, little things that, like, I like, you got to see, like, him actually looking like Iron Fist. The first episode oh. just kind of got almost like an Iron Fist, like how Daredevil had like the black suit, like he had kind of that in the first episode where they just tied up on his head. Yeah. You get to see the flashbacks where he's wearing them. Yeah. Like it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like it was just one of the, a really good season and I hope it comes back. I really do. I mean, the, the way it's setting right now, like it's like, well, it's immortal. He's immortal yeah. kind of thing. And like, yeah, the same with Luke Cage. Like, so we'll, we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, really just two great seasons um, on the Netflix shows. But uh, a lot of stuff has been coming out about the shows that are coming out for the Disney Plus service. And uh, interestingly, so we've got a lot of news about. I just kind of realized the other day that recording this in November is kind of ironic because it's the first time and i think it's something like 17 months that there hasn't been any new marvel content any new mcu content at all mm. like going back to spider-man homecoming in july 2017 no. okay. um there's been every single month there's been at least an episode or a movie of something come out and this is the first month that there hasn't been so. yeah because agents of shield hasn't started yet yeah, yeah that's yeah. true and you know there hasn't been anything released on streaming so but yeah, there has been a lot of news though, and a lot of stuff coming up for Disney Plus, as mm-hmm. it's been officially named. And officially, while it was leaked uh, or it came out that they were developing shows on Loki and Scarlet Witch, those were the first things that came out. They've confirmed the Loki show. What do you think about this Loki show? I am excited. I yeah, I'm very interested on where exactly it's going to take place. Yeah, I mean, I really like hope it, it happens, is Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, obviously before Avengers. Uh, yeah, Infinity War. I f- I feel like it is going to be. I feel like it's going to be Loki's backstory. Yeah, and stuff like that. Kind of like maybe I I I wouldn't give it before Thor. I would hope that it would be maybe before Ragnarok, maybe or no. Maybe. Well, it could be between. Like, it could be it, between Thor. And Avengers, because while he was, like, off, you know, in kind of, like, space, what he was doing, mm-hmm. you know, meeting Thanos and stuff, that could be cool. Yeah. 
So maybe, yeah, maybe that'll... Yeah, and these are obviously going to be, unlike all the other TV shows, more tied into the movies. Yeah, so that's why maybe it'll it'll tie into, like, well, it's coming, it's definitely going to be coming out after Avengers, the next Avengers 4, so... I wonder it's if gonna it's going to... It's going to be streaming watch. I bet you it's going to yeah. be tying into the new threat after Thanos, you know, like the overall big threat. Well, I don't know, because if it's a prequel, I think it might I just mean, focus I, on his backstory and how well, maybe how he got the scepter and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it could still... There could still be moments where, like, yeah. things, oh, affect this, are yeah, going to yeah. be affecting this and things like that. Uh, but then again, like, yeah, it's like... We're not gonna have Thor anymore to be like, oh my brother. Yeah. Kind of. It would be cool to have him like pop up in like some kind of cameo. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to. I don't think Chris Hemsworth would be opposed. Yeah, I'm sure he would. And maybe we could get see what's going on with Lady Sif. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to Lady Sif? Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Maybe Jane Foster too. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool if we don't get her in Avengers Four, which who knows, maybe we will. But yeah, the other show that it hasn't been confirmed yet, but that was rumored at the same time Loki was rumored was the Scarlet Witch show mm-hmm. and these are both going to be like kind of eight episode miniseries is the best way to oh, put okay. them okay. rather than so, yeah. like a long so, recurring season that one would be a really good yeah. prequel and then I would be able to bring back Quicksilver oh and Quicksilver that would yeah. be really cool to see so yeah. to see how they ended up in that you know the yeah. you know you'll well, we could see past Sarkovia mm-hmm. how they developed their how their parallels got you know developed and how they were like tested on and yeah. things like that so yeah that might be a good thing or it might be just taking place in present day and maybe get those flashbacks too so yeah be have cool. some flashbacks and yeah just you to know, get some, some more time with Quicksilver yeah, because yeah. he's just gone like that. <laughs> so like Aaron as quick Johnson. as Quicksilver, yeah. Poor, poor little Charlie Chaplin from Shanghai Nights. <laughs> but yeah, those, so those are the two ones that came out first. But there have been a couple other. So, yeah, the the, the Falcon, Falcon and Falcon the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's gonna be a buddy comedy. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> it, I'm yeah, I'm really excited. It might be a buddy comedy or it might be like. Like, well, I think it'd be like... I, a, it'll have elements. It yeah, has to have, have at least elements, elements of, buddy, of comedy. buddy comedy. But, like, it might be a thing, like, who's going to be the new Captain America? Yeah, that would be true. You know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Maybe they both are kind of Brothers America. Yeah. Um, no, it might be... It might be that will be the lead-up, to. I don't think they'll be full... I don't think that they are as petty as being, like, full-on fighting. Yeah. But I feel but like, like that, a, that would like be cool if they had to have a... Yeah, no, not a race, but to have, like, an arc where Captain America, yeah, is essentially gone, and then at the end of the season, they come to, like, the realization that there doesn't, there has to be a new Captain. Yeah. And then that will be, like, I feel like they're past the point of pettiness, where yeah. they're like, okay, well, yeah, you have to be it, kind of thing. Yeah, Like, yeah. to whoever it does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all the kind of stuff that we know about the Disney Plus services. There's probably going to be a... F- few more superhero shows kind of trickling in, but so far they've only announced Loki, and then we've heard mm-hmm. rumblings about these other ones. But the last thing we kind of want to touch on before we wrap up today are some theories about Avengers 4 and maybe some possible titles, because there have been some they- titles. Like the, Every couple weeks somebody leaks a title, and it's always different. Do you have any... <coughs> well, this? I had no... I do still do not understand that picture. Oh, where, the Russo's picture, yeah. where it's like it, it. You see an A in a ladder, and then you see a couple other letters. So like people from that, like people have thrown out like annihilation. That's yeah, that's and that's the, the one ones. that like people are thinking that Mark Ruffalo on. I think it was on the Tonight Show, well, kind of like mouth. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, apparently he mouthed the last Avenger. 
Oh, the last dimension. Like so, it's, but that's that was almost definitely a joke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would you know kind of nicely tie into like the first one chronologically was the first Avenger, and this the last Avengers movie you know yeah. would be the last Avenger. That's one of the theories, but I don't believe it. Um, Annihilation has been another really big one. I think it would be something like that where it's named after a comic. It's, but then they said the Russo brothers came out and said that it's a line that's been said. Really? They said that? Yeah, they okay. said, then I think it was in Avengers, First Avengers, where Tony has a, a, a line, that's where another thing with the Annihilation is coming from, that Tony has a, a line where he says, like, he's like, when Scarlet Witch put that image in his mm-hmm. mind, and then they're like, what did you see? And he says, Annihilation. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that'd so, be yeah. cool. And, you know, time to, probably, you know, because a lot of these, while they have the titles, are very different, you know, Annihilation mm-hmm. would be really cool one going on the thing where they said it's a line that said it's been leaked a bunch of times that people think it's endgame which i think is blame i don't think yeah. it's gonna be endgame no it's not like he says that at the end of like everyone's like okay it's gonna be endgame no i don't think it's gonna be that the other one that i've heard is so i guess if it yeah this i don't think they've said it in the movies but is secret wars mm-hmm. i don't think i think secret wars will probably be the next arc yeah i yeah. don't think it'll be yeah because, like, there's still a possibility. Like, that's one of the fan theories that Nick Fury is a scroll a scroll, a scroll or somebody, yeah, yeah. Somebody's a scroll, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might find out if somebody's a scroll in this uh, Captain Marvel movie coming up. But, yeah, we've talked about that before, yeah, about who yeah. we think might be a scroll. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens to that. I'm banking. If I had to put my money on something, I would say it's either Annihilation or something that we haven't guessed at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's, well, yeah, it's definitely, we've gotten to our theories, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've spent a whole episode yeah. on that. So. But, yeah. But. Hopefully, we, I think we're going to be knowing soon. I think it's, yeah. uh, they said, ah, oh, damn it, when did they say? I feel like they're going to probably drop it's it gonna after be Captain like, Marvel. Do they no, announce a, an official date? I think it might be like before Captain Marvel. Okay, I think they keep it might waking be, up every day and being like, "Did they tell me?" Well, yet? they're. I think they're gonna release. I think in the first, in the next couple weeks, I think they're gonna be releasing the date. Okay. At least. Well, well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be one of those things where, like, the, at the end of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. like, it comes up and says, "Captain Marvel will return in." Avengers Annihilation or something. Yeah, like that. I don't think so. I think <laughs> they have to make. They're gonna have to release it with the trailer. Yeah. So if anything, it'll be in the trailer before Captain Marvel. Okay. If that's gonna be the first trailer. Yeah, yeah. Which when does Captain Marvel? Captain come Marvel out? comes out. I want to say either February or March. I think maybe March. It was, oh it no, about, it is February. Yeah, yeah. It's about yeah. It's on, it's, it's on Women's Day. Or no, that was, that's Wonder Woman. No, no, it's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, March 8th. March 8th. Yeah, which is... Yeah, we don't have a lot on the docket coming up. Just Runaway Season 2 next month, and then Captain Marvel. So, yeah, we might be a little sparse on episodes for a while, but I do have a plan for next time. I've got a really cool uh, movie fights type idea about picking who the best villain is. All right. But not a lot of content coming out, at least not as much as we have been mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. And I don't know, anything you want to say or plug before we head out of here? No, it's I'm 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 being pretty slow on my yeah. my other podcasts on my channel and they're incorporated of uh, the um, Brave and the Bold podcast, but that's hopefully we'll uh, we'll be doing a 
mid-season wrap-up as well as a crossover special. And hopefully that will get done. But it will get done. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully that it'll be, more of those will be coming out hopefully bi-weekly or weekly. Yeah. If not. Yeah, definitely check out Nerd Incorporated on YouTube and Instagram mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and right. then uh, I'm Derek McDuff. Check me out on YouTube. I'm also on Instagram. And then there's also Facebook, Derek Films, and podcasts. So, hope you guys had a good time. We had a fun time recording it. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch you guys next time. All right. Thanks for being amazing.